Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always like talking to uh, my guest this segment, uh, Lee Kaplan, with the law firm of Smizer Kaplan and Veselka, skv.com. He's also a candidate for mayor, and uh, we, uh, we've talked a little bit about that as well. And uh, he brings a lot of different insight on all levels of government, local, state, and federal. Uh, we like, I always enjoy uh, my chats with him because, frankly, he is one of the few reasonable people out there these days who are hard to find. Uh, Lee, real quickly, why don't you talk about your candidacy and uh, also go ahead and mention your website for your candidacy. Well, thank you. I'm uh, running for mayor. I'm uh, not someone who's held prior political office. And I have simply contacted a number of people, and and in doing so, I have raised a significant amount of money from over 1,500 people, and that's really by calling people. I do have a website, which is kaplanforhoustonmayor.com, and people can take a look at it. And there's a bio, there's a discussion of issues, and there's a short video, and people can make up their minds from that. And, And, of course, I welcome any and all questions. Yeah, absolutely. I encourage people to check it out, check out that site. Okay, I'm also encouraging people, regardless of where they are, you and I are both in Texas. You obviously in Houston as a candidate for uh, for mayor here, as am I, not a candidate, but live in Houston. But, uh, you know, the, the Georgia race, uh, the Georgia U.S. Senate race with Herschel Walker has huge implications. Uh, and it's an interesting time for the GOP. Uh, all of the crazies, all of the Republican candidates to redeem crazy, also, uh, not a coincidence, uh, were anointed by Donald Trump, uh, candidates uh, who were created in his own image. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really bizarre when you look at it. All of them failed. All of them have failed. The only one left is uh, Herschel Walker, and in my opinion, regardless if he pulls it off, which the numbers don't look good for him, but regardless if he pulls it off or not, uh, we, we see Trump has been a disaster of the GOP. Um, when I look at those Senate seats in particular, they should have a couple of uh, seats uh, lead if they just had reasonable candidates, a majority uh, in the uh, Senate. And that, of course, uh, went down in flames thanks to uh, uh, Trump's, uh, in my opinion, crazies. And so it's going to be, to me, a continued referendum on Trump. You know, and I sit there and I look at the GOP and I look at the GOP leadership, and now they are quick, quickly distancing themselves from Trump. You know, and it wasn't because of his uh, often racist uh, statements, his divisive statements, his name-calling, his ethical choices around money. None of that had any influence. It's whether or not it will affect Republicans' ability to get elected. For me, I find the whole thing sickening. Well, it's sad um, that one person has that much influence. Uh, whether you think it's malign or beneficial, I personally think it's malign. But what's interesting to me is that Brian Kemp, who ran against Stacey Abrams, uh, beat her by about 300,000 votes in Georgia. And um, at the same time, Ralph Warnick, running against Herschel Walker, who was supported by by Trump, unlike Kemp, uh, um, finished a little bit behind Herschel Walker, and, and I'm sorry, finished a little bit behind uh, Warnock, and so it's interesting to me that there are a lot of people who split their votes. They voted for Kemp, 
but either they didn't vote or they voted for Warnock in a state that you would think of, would have thought, is reliably Republican. And Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to predict what will happen in the runoff. I'm not in Georgia. But my guess is that this immense early voting turnout, which apparently has broken records in Georgia, means that Warnock is going to win. Yeah. I think Georgia, you know, a lot of people wanted to say, and I'm now part of the camp that, that Trump is clearly in decline, in my opinion. Uh, but I never saw Georgia as a good indicator of that because Trump made the Georgia election all about him. He, he went so far, he came very close to saying the people of Georgia are so stupid for accepting these results in 2020. Wait a minute, you're calling people that you want to support you stupid? I mean, he came really close to, to just coming out and saying that. You know, uh, how much they're like sheep. Uh, you know, and a let, letting uh, this kind of quote uh, fraudulent uh, behavior happen, and so I think, and then you know, I think the vote for Trump was uh, very much because uh, Trump was so hostile towards them, and they really uh, were were uh, at odds with each other. I think the vote for Kemp was really a vote for uh, Trump against Trump, uh, and I think that uh, he won so big. Uh, because of the fact that Stacey uh, Abrams is an election denier in her own right. Um, she did not like the results the last time she ran. I think, Amer- I think the American, I think this vote in this midterms was a big time vote against uh, election deniers. Yes. Now, there's another factor that's come into this race. And, and as we know, a lot of people are loyal to candidates no matter what. Uh, but the fact that Herschel Walker was claiming a homestead exemption in Texas while running for governor, uh, for senator in Georgia might have some effect on him, uh, and his vote totals and might give Trump an excuse for saying, well, Herschel made his bed. Now he's got a lie and it's not my fault. Um, it's not as though Donald Trump ever accepts blame for anything. And so he may have a convenient alibi that, that Herschel's, uh, history, um, both his uh, family peccadilloes and his failure to uh, really be a Georgia taxpayer, that might sink him, and Trump might say, that's Herschel's fault, not mine, because, as we know, Trump never accepts blame for anything. Well, and he already did that, right? On election eve, he said, of any of the candidates I supported win, I deserve this is a, this is a, obviously a paraphrase. I don't have it memorized. I'm not going to memorize Trump quotes, just for those who think I might. Uh, but, but it's a pretty good paraphrase, uh, Lee. Uh, if my candidates win, it's 100% because of me. And if they lose, it's 100% because of them. So there's no doubt in my mind that you, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, he, he will blame, uh, he'll blame Walker. On the other hand, there's absolutely no doubt in the most casual viewer of politics, let alone, let alone those who've done your homework, that Trump is terrible at choosing candidates. Well, that's true. But, you know, <laughs> it reminds me of trial lawyers who said, we had a great case, but our client ruined it because of something that we didn't know about. Well, maybe you didn't know about it because you didn't ask enough questions. But, but you know, when you lose a case, you need to just say, hey, we lost, and stop making excuses. Trump is, has uh, perfected the art 
of having a built-in excuse for anything that that goes wrong. So I don't know. I, if I were to make a prediction, it's that Warnock wins this election. And I think it's going to be in about a week. Maybe it's the 6th or 7th. Um, yeah, it's the 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my prediction. So it's next next Tuesday. And yeah. I don't think they'll... I, don't, I, I can't say there won't be any more revelations in the next week because <laughs> if there's anything we've learned, it's to expect the unexpected. So No doubt about it. Let me ask you, uh, so as I mentioned, uh, now the Republican Party is distancing themselves from Trump, finally, uh, not over ethical or moral reasons, but because of pure existential reasons, political existential reasons, which I find nauseating. Um, but the reality is, is that Trump still has a huge block of voters. Even as the leaders distance themselves, he's got a huge block of voters who almost look like they'd rather go down in flames supporting their loser than uh, compromising, uh, you know, and I'm using air quotes, uh, the problem with radio, <laughs> but uh, compromising their principles uh, by supporting anyone else. And so I think it's a, unfortunately a, a pretty high likelihood Trump could get the nomination unless these indictments start happening early in the election process uh, that I think everyone's expecting those indictments. I'd be afraid to bet on anything. Uh, Any time he's indicted or a claim is made against him, it's because the liberal media is against him and people are liars. So, right. you know, I, I, uh, it's too far ahead to make a prediction who the Republicans will nominate for 2024. Uh, maybe we'll know a little bit more in spring of 2024, but right now it's way too early. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just, yeah, I wonder about Trump more than I should. It doesn't do me any good. I was going to say not much good, but it doesn't do me any good. Uh, it'll be see, interesting to see. Do, do you think his influence is on decline in the rank and file, or is it just the leadership that, uh, you know, is, is really the only one that's really concerned? Can't pretend to know. I think the leadership yeah. would prefer he just go away and leave his base with them, but there's no way to tell. I mean, there are people who still have Trump 2020 uh, banners in their in their pastures and in front of their homes, and there are people who have Trump 2024 banners. And uh, it's hard for people to say, I was wrong to support him. So yeah. human nature being what it is, a lot of his base will remain with him, no matter what. So, yeah, and I, I want to remind the listener that his base isn't necessarily Republican. A lot of his base went back and forth. In fact, I was reading where roughly 20% of those who uh, were independents who voted for Trump also voted for Obama. <laughs> you know? And these are people who are just utterly discontent. They obviously don't look at policy and make decisions. Uh, on areas beyond the issues. Yeah, well, to wrap this up, I would say that's correct. We have many people who are not happy with the direction the country is going, but they they trade parties, they trade candidates, and they remain discontented. And that's somewhat understandable. We have uh, a country that is divided. We have issues that come up and 
and nobody's happy with the resolution, and we have issues that come up, and nobody's happy with the fact that there isn't a resolution. So, right, hard to say. I agree with that. The only prediction I, I make right now is that Warnock wins narrowly. Yeah, I think you're right about that, and it will it will be part of Trump's fault. <laughs> Simply because he's a terrible picker of candidates. He chose candidates in his own image. Frankly, uh, it's really shocking when you see what's happened uh, to the party, to the GOP. All right, I'm Kevin Price. That was Lee Kaplan. Do you have a final thought, Lee? That was a pretty good final thought. No, I've staked my ground. We'll find out if my prediction is any good in a week or two. Oh, I promise you we'll follow up on that. (laughs) Right or wrong, we'll follow up. I agree with your prediction, so, yeah, we'll, we'll follow up. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. It is a show that never ends. What we mean by that is it continues 24-7 at priceofbusiness.com. Stay tuned for more.